0: We're probably 20-point underdogs, and we're going to the number one team. I know they're not the number one seed, but they're the number one team that's won the AFC the last two years, arguably the best team in football. We don't have a chance, (laughs) so let's just go in and have some fun. What? (laughs) That's what he said.
1: You're listening to to Humble Up, a football podcast.
0: Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and
1: noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Daniel, as always. Hi, Daniel. Hello. We got the soundboard a little bit messed up here. I changed some stuff. I think we're going to be okay though. The Colts changed some stuff too. Let's just get right right to it. The Colts oh, apparently changed. light into the pain. Yeah, let's just rip <laughs> that bandage off because this Colts team that we saw this this last weekend. This is not a Colts podcast, it's a football podcast. We talk about the Colts too much because we live in Indianapolis. But this today, this is a Colts podcast because that was absolutely embarrassing. Daniel, what happened? Uh,
0: well, I was texting you, you know, during and right after the game. I think, I think you said it best. Uh, they got outplayed in every aspect of the game. It was, it was really just bad night. You know, I kind of threw in there that maybe they, maybe they took their opponent, you know, for granted this week. Uh, that they were maybe looking ahead a little bit too much into the playoffs. I mean that. That was a team that did not look focused. I'll say that. I mean, they just got dominated is all it was. And it was really sad because, man, winning in and you go up against the team that has the number one overall pick, so seemingly the worst team in the NFL. Not seemingly, Daniel. Is the worst team in the NFL. And you, you can't get anything going the entire game. What is up with the curse of Jacksonville?
1: Yeah, I don't know what's up with the curse of Jacksonville. I don't believe in that. I also don't believe in the, I completely reject the notion that they didn't take the game seriously, that they were looking too far into the, because here's the reality. The offensive line got pancaked the entire game. It's not, you know.
0: That doesn't happen though. But
1: like, but let's say, this let's, say the, let's say the entire offensive line went home and did nothing for a week. I think you could get a better result on any given day than they did that day. It was such a poor showing that there's no level of distraction that could possibly make them that bad at football. It was a difference. They they lost badly to the worst team in football because the defensive line dominated our offensive line. There was nowhere to go for anybody, and Carson Wentz looked like crap because of it, and Jonathan Taylor looked like crap because of it. I mean, then you look on the defensive side of the ball. That's where the Colts are so used to so used to really dominating. If we're being honest, the Carson Wentz is expensive for what we've gotten out of him. I suppose because, because when you think about how most of that team is really run by Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner and Kenny Moore, I mean we can name a there's a lot of playmakers on that defense, but no no plays were made. My argument, Daniel, is I won't accept that they were looking so far into the future that they got beat that bad by the worst team in football. I think they could keep, I think with their eyes closed, they could have played better on any other given day. Does that make sense?
0: It was just, it was just a bad day. The whole team. I mean, I know players have bad days. I don't think there's
1: any other explanation um, other than maybe a coaching issue. That part, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a deep enough understanding to really honestly be critical of, of a coach of coaching. Uh, I just don't, I've never played football, to be honest. And that's, I think, my biggest disadvantage there. But I, I don't know where to, to point watch. a finger. So many things fell apart that I don't think there's any one place to blame judgment. And I, I don't think that it's they were looking too far in the future. I don't think that's a thing.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the episode of Hard Knocks this week, um, just to see how they prep for the week, because it's a good indicator. Because, um, you know, you... you like, I don't know if you've watched hard knocks this season, the Colts in season hard knocks, but like, as I watch it, you know, they, they kind of build up to the game and they get so like pumped. It, it like gets you, you know, pumped for the game. But I, I wonder how this week is, is going to be. Cause I mean, I, I can't see the Colts having this like great week of practice and everyone being pumped for the game and, you know, them saying, let's go make the playoffs in the huddle. And then, and then fall flat on their face like they did. I just can't see that. So I don't know if everyone was just not feeling it or if it was just a bad week of, of putting it all together. I don't know. But I, Hard Knocks comes out tonight. I may just watch it right after this pod. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see this week's episode. But no, here's... I, here,
1: go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I was going to... Do you think Carson Wentz is back Next year, or if he is back next year, will he be back in 2023? Which I was reading that the Colts have an out after the 2022 season.
1: Yeah, I I don't know about 2023. If 2022 goes the same way 2021 went, no, he won't be here in 2023. Um, I do, I do think he'll be back. I do think he'll be the starter. I think the talk of him being replaced is laughable. I think for us to get for the Indianapolis Colts to get a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. It would hemorrhage their team. Uh, I mean, I had a conversation today with somebody about Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers and like, okay, let's entertain this idea. Let's just go down the road. I mean, you got to throw out names like Darius Leonard. (laughs) You know, you have to cripple the other half of the team. 2022, I believe it's going to be Carson Wentz. Are they going to draft somebody? I don't know. I don't think so. Not in this class. Well, they
0: can't.
1: That's right. They can't.
0: Yeah, costs the first, cross but even first. even if they didn't spend that first, it's it's a late, you know, mid round first. You are not going to get a quarterback of the future in that in that range.
1: And I, I think I, I don't I don't know what the plan is for the quarterback of the future. It might be Carson Wentz at this point. It's not promising, but you know, we Carson we've been very critical of Carson Wentz all year, and we go back and forth. I don't mean critical. I am using the wrong word. We have been. Um, almost bipolar about Carson Wentz. One week he's a hero, the next week he's a scumbag, right?
0: We've been weary, yeah, because we just see it. We see a new Carson Wentz like every three weeks.
1: We really do. Um, and now some of that, though, you go back to, there was a game I think Carson Wentz had like 12 attempts or five attempts. That, I, mean, 12,
0: I five, He went five for 12. So five for yeah, 12, okay. 12, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because yeah. I knew that I, I knew that Mac that, Jones that had game. a four. I think Mac Jones had a four attempt. No, it was a five attempt game. Maybe seven. I don't know. Five or seven, probably. I don't know. Anyway.
0: Uh, I think he went two for five. Two for five. Something like that. Son of a bitch. Something stupid.
1: Anyway. You know, I don't I don't think we've seen everything there is still with Carson Wentz. We've been saying that for a long time. As the season went on and as you know, Carson's angles were Severely hurt at the beginning of the year, and he played. As the season went on, I began to see some of the old Carson wins the the guy that, honestly, the play should have been called dead, but he kept the pocket up and got out of it multiple times. I saw him escape an absolute collapsed pocket. Uh, he he did cost he did cost quite a few turnovers at the very beginning of the season, but as the as we went forward, yeah, you know, it was still an issue. But under, yeah. different, but under different circumstances. In the, in the last half of the season, we accept those those pushed plays because that's what you have to do to win the game. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. In the beginning of the season, we were more critical of that. I think we're going to get one more year of Carson wins. That's all.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. Here, let me, I'll read you a quote that Frank Reich said, it was not this year, but last year. Okay, at the very end of the season, And As their season ended, the very next day, he was interviewing with the Indianapolis Star and said, as I sit right here, as I sit here right now, yes, I want Phillip Rivers to be my starting quarterback next year. Okay, very clear. Drop the name, everything. So let's go back to this Monday. They were asked the same question to Frank Reich about Carson Wentz, and he said, we loved the team we had this year. We knew everyone we brought in this year. We expected to play winning football. Next year's roster will be next year's roster. I don't want to open it up about one player. So everyone's kind of taking that as, oh, now he's dodging the question because Carson Wentz is in jeopardy. Well, so, I mean, it is it is kind of funny. The same exact head coach said something completely different the year before about his guy, and now it's kind of it's kind of weird. And this is what Jim Ursay said. Uh, to Fox 59. He said, one thing that's clear is changes need to be made and they will be made. We also realize we have to do it cautiously and with a thorough evaluation and full discussion in a calm environment. It's not an emotional thing at all. It's about evaluating the whole program and clearly changes need to be made. So he, and he even released a statement today that I read. It was like um, a couple paragraphs and he said, I promise you you know, brighter things are on the horizon or more exciting days for Colts nation are yeah, on yeah. the horizon. I saw that
1: tweet too. I thought that tweet was horseshit. Yeah. That tweet pissed me off. Actually it pissed Why? me off more than it made me feel good. I was actually Why? genuinely pissed off when I read that tweet. You know, I felt the opposite. No. Said, what do you mean? Um, a lot of coach speak a lot of, uh-huh. um, let's, it was very spin, political. let's put these fires out. There was a, there was a t- sentence. Let me, let me get it pulled up here. I'm going to, I'm going to set a marker. Okay, I'm back. I've got this thing pulled up in front of me. Okay, so the first paragraph is like, blah, 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 blah. It was supposed to be a great season. We started owing three, and it was terrible, but we got back, and we were going to win it. And then it says, the buck stops with me. Okay, first of all, don't say shit like that, Jim, without making a change immediately, right? Just, it's just like, of course the buck stops with you, dude. You're the fucking owner of the team. No shit. Anyway, Sometimes I just
0: don't owners are a little more hands off, though. And he's he's and, kind of saying, hey, now now I'm going to be way more hands on. But,
1: but listen, he's not hands on. He's not a he's not a super hands on owner. OK, I think he has involved. I don't want to be disrespectful. He's not really involved. I think he's involved even daily, but I don't think he's really sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's, you know, he's not managing the trust. He, he
0: trusts he trusts Ballard. He trusts Ballard to run that team.
1: The buck stops with Ballard, so don't say the buck stops with Jim. That's what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. Okay, it just just rubs me the wrong way, and now I see immediately the first paragraph is a bunch of political mumbo-jumbo to try to warm me up for him to say, um, where was it? Oh, oh, here. We ended our season in perhaps the worst possible way. Of course, dude, that was an absolute bed shitting that happened out there. He didn't say anything that that that's what pissed me off about it.
0: What was the end? What was the end? The part that I was talking about.
1: Oh, he's going to try to bring us multiple Super Bowls again, like he's been saying. Okay, yeah, yeah no, beyond after that. Yeah, as as uh, as always thank you for your support of the Colts. Uh rough way to end our year. Bad taste will fuel and motivate us. Um run run I promise you there are some exciting days to come. I mean, that's just garbage, brother That's just garbage. Yeah. All right. There's nothing. There. Well,
0: maybe I was a little distracted when I read it and yeah. I was thinking, oh, that was, that, was, that was pretty good. But yeah, it is a bunch of crap. It's just a I'm bunch of crap. looking too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it pissed me off. I was like, dude.
0: It's I, the normal little political, you know, politically correct message to the fans. A
1: dog with his tail between his legs. What I would like yeah. them to do is I would like them. I would like Frank, if you could hear this, Frank, with all due respect, <laughs> sir. Please give the play calling responsibilities to another person. One who's maybe not you. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah. How embarrassed should Frank be for last year's blunder when you have Jonathan Taylor, who's a year younger on the same roster and you just don't want to use him. I mean, I don't get it. And now this year he's the MVP, like in the MVP race, because he's so freaking good. Because you finally let him loose. When last year you wouldn't even give him like twelve carries in a game.
1: There were games he had more than twelve carries. You 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 latch onto that way too hard. I don't I know do because I don't it know. was
0: so obvious.
1: Well, it, so was, obvious. it was obvious.
0: Marlon Mack got hurt week before week one. Okay, and Jonathan Taylor saw a very subpar year because he wasn't given the ball.
1: What would you change? What would you change if you were Jim Mercer?
0: About the Colts? Yes. I would take advantage because they don't spend money. So they they are well known for that. They don't spend money unless it's the right guy. Okay? Because they had no problem spending up a first-round pick and then paying to force Buckner immediately because he was the right guy. And I think that they go searching for difference makers in free agency that are like DeForest Buckner. So a guy like JC Jackson, we were talking about this a couple days ago. He is a top five corner in the league that can change a defense. And, you know, it all depends on if he's the guy we have no clue about, about that on this, this, you know, this level, but if he is the guy, you pay him and you bring him in. He's a difference maker on the defense. The Colts struggled uh, in their secondary they, they they were awful outside of kenny moore R- rock Yassin was a complete liability and actually um at safety at, well isaiah rogers was coming on towards the end of the year um but safety safety got a little shaky towards the end of the year too but if you bring in a guy like jc jackson we already have the linebackers uh, we have the defensive line it's the secondary that needs addressed okay and then so just one player on the defense could change an entire team But you need this year. You need to make Carson Wentz prove it more. If you put the hands, if you put the ball in the hands of Carson Wentz in these games that Jonathan Taylor gets shut down, and the only person you have to throw to is Michael Pittman, who's still kind of in a learning process, it, it's kind of like a system that was set up to fail. The the games that Jonathan Taylor could not get the run game going for the Colts, they inevitably struggled because yeah. they are a running football team. But if you take away Jonathan Taylor, which is really hard to do, you know, that's fine. But if you take him away, you beat the Colts because there's no one to throw to. So you have to be active in free agency. You have, like, the fourth most cap space in free agency. Bring in some guys, some talent, you know, replace – Replace Jack Doyle with Mo Ali Cox at tight end. Give Mo some playing time. He is really, really good, and he's good in the open space. He's good downfield. The guy is massive, okay? Give give Carson Wentz a massive target like that, but all the time. Quit screwing around with Jack Doyle, okay? And then you have Michael Pittman on one side. You're going to get rid of uh, T.Y. Hilton. We know that. But bring in, say, pay like a Chris Godwin or pay – You know, a guy like that, even though he was hurt, I get it. But bring in a guy like that that can change an offense and give Carson Wentz two or three options to throw to, and then if he struggles, kick him to the curb because then you made him prove it, and then he still failed. But right now, we don't have an honest opinion about Carson Wentz because, my God, look at Tom Brady two years ago in New England. He had no one to throw to, and he almost looked like a bad quarterback. But we know it wasn't him. So it was kind of a system that was doomed to fail if you shut down the run game, which they failed at before the season. There's no way they have confidence when Ashton Doolin was your wide receiver too.
1: Hey, Ashton Doolin's good. You watch your mouth.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's okay. He's fine. He's very average. He's, he's fine. School.
1: He's, he's that's, average that's for it. an NFL quarterback. I mean, I'm okay. sorry, NFL wide receiver.
0: I apologize. He's serviceable. That's the problem. Outside of Michael Pittman, everybody else on the team was serviceable. That's that's where you, that's yeah. where they're wrong. It's like you can't just throw a team of serviceable guys out there and expect to be a playoff team and win.
1: I watched a Colts game with Ashton Doolin's parents once and that's a fact. Anyway. That's, uh, that's, yeah. Uh, okay. Do we have anything else to say about the Colts?
0: Um, no, I mean, admittedly, I was i was really i was really rooting for him down at the the scratch i I, you know because we made all these bets about the colts not making the playoffs and it kind of became a joke like i was rooting for them not to make the playoffs which wasn't true but i uh man i really thought that they were they were going to do it and and no team would want to play the colts in the playoffs that's for sure uh, because of jonathan taylor Um, when you got a guy that good it's, it's really disappointing when you don't get to see him shine in the playoffs because in the playoffs, it's about defense and running game. It always has been. It always will be. And the Colts, you know, number two in takeaways on the year and then the best running back in the NFL, it would have been, been something cool to see. But, um, well, we could do it next year when the Colts have a more complete team, hopefully.
1: Hopefully so. So you gave me something here. I'm going to change the whole show sheet. We're no longer doing anything else that we talked about doing. You had said that the Colts were a team that nobody wanted to see in the playoffs. Luckily for them, the Colts will not be in the playoffs. What is the? What's another team? Let's just uh, let's just each nominate one. A team in the playoffs that you don't want to play against. Okay, don't pick like uh, Green Bay. Okay, because that's cheap.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what's a team? So you have to pick. You have to pick. Just pick a team. Let's,
0: so let's pick a team that maybe. You're, you're,
1: you're breaking up. You sound like, like a robot.
0: Three. Like... Okay, let's let's pick a team that's like a five seed or or worse. So like five, six, seven on either side. How about that?
1: That's fine with me. You want to go first? You want me to? Uh, five, six, seven. What? Come on! You took you took four. Oh my god. Yeah, I took four away. It's
0: five, six, or seven. There's three teams on each side.
1: Okay, you go first.
0: Okay. It's the San Francisco 49ers for me.
1: They shouldn't be in the playoffs, I think, by the way. You owe me five shots for that. You are kidding. No, I, you, you
0: owe me five shots for that. <laughs> I, I was the one, I mean, you cannot deny that they showed up to play on Sunday. I mean, they knew that if they won, that they that they were in, and what a game but the thing is, like, when you have these special playmakers that could show up at any time, those are the most dangerous teams. And the 49ers, their defense is not that bad, but their offense is, like, clicking on all cylinders. It's crazy. But their X factor is Debo Samuel. He plays, he plays every position. He threw a touchdown last week. So I think he was he was threatening at one point to have as many rushing touchdowns as he did passing – or uh, passing <laughs> – receiving. But it's the 49ers to me. Good defense. Jimmy Garoppolo, he came back. He looked like the the quarterback that could win now for them other than Trey Lance. I was really excited for Trey Lance, but Jimmy G is a better win-right-now quarterback for that team. And you have George Kittle, who could literally go off for 200 this weekend. We just – you know whatever but then Elijah Mitchell it continues to impress the rookie uh, running back and then Debo Samuel, just a Swiss Army knife. I mean it's really it really is too bad that Cooper Cup had such a great year because Debo Samuel will be very undervalued next year um, because he he just had such a good year. but that is that is my pick that that is the team that the Cowboys right now are staring down. And every Cowboys fan who fears them to go one and done every year, this this has got to be just just a horrible way to uh, to start your playoffs.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, that is just, and then, Because I can see the 49ers beating the Cowboys in Dallas this weekend.
1: Yeah, I could see it. I think that's real. So yeah. I I don't know if this is, I don't know where this came from, but... Over dinner, Melissa and I were talking, and it was one of those moments. They hit her. We've talked about these on the podcast before. She said, what happens if the power goes out at the Super Bowl? And then, sure enough, two hours later, the power goes out at the Super Bowl. And one day she looks and she says, I feel like David Johnson's going to be the first player that gets hurt this year. And then, bang, David Johnson breaks his wrist in the first drive of the season. Sometimes she has these moments. She looked at me and she said... What have Ben Roethlisberger wins a Super Bowl?
0: Oh, my God. Don't. No. no.
1: No. I thought about it, and I was like, well, Melissa. I said, well, he's bad. Like, he's not good anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and But then, you know, oh. we, started, we started talking through it, though. And Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame head coach. The, <laughs> I mean, the defense is playing well. Last week, the wide receiver showed up in a lot of big ways. They made big plays. They made Ben look good again. And, and the last half of the game, he looked a lot better than the first half of the game. I mean, what if? Yeah. What if? So, I don't know why. I, mean, I guess I'm not saying this. I'm going to say this as an honorary mention. I'm excited about watching Pittsburgh. I hope that Ben doesn't suck. If he does suck, it'll be a quick and painless death. Um... So I'm not actually picking them. I'm going to pick New England. That's an even easier one. So I'm, that's why I'm okay. kind of. <laughs> so that's I'm I was going to hey, I, I,
0: Yeah, we'll bookmark that. I was. I had something. To, I had a few things to say about Pittsburgh, but well, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and I'm definitely open. I'm not. I'm not making. A, not planting a flag in the ground about Pittsburgh, but there's just something deep in my gut now that says, you know, what if New England Patriots are my pick? I don't want to go. I talked about Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick's one of the greatest playoff, the greatest playoff coach of all time obviously clear should be inducted in the Hall of Fame now for his playoff appearances. Um, yeah. and the team is and the team's firing on all cylinders. Mac Jones looks fantastic. And he's he's a part of the, he is fully integrated into the Patriot way. We had talked about this before. He doesn't care if he doesn't throw the ball at all. He wants to win football games. And with that kind of mindset, I, I think uh, I think New England is more dangerous than I originally gave them credit for.
0: You know what's funny is, um, remember that game? We we just mentioned it to where Mac Jones hardly threw the ball at all, and the Patriots won in Buffalo, and it was that windy game, the cold windy game? Yep. This weekend in Buffalo, it's supposed to be near zero degrees with 15 mile-per-hour winds.
1: Oh, my God. He's going to do it again. (laughs) No way. Yes,
0: that is the weather this week. So, oh my gosh, that's going to be, oh, that's going to be perfect. And the Bills were so buttered after they lost that game because the Patriots came in and all they did was run the same three plays all night and they could not stop it. And it was just embarrassing. But wait till that happens in the playoffs. Oh, man.
1: Uh, You said you had something to say about Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. It was funny. Uh, ben Roethlisberger told reporters this week. <laughs> a, I had to take a screenshot of it, this because it was so funny. The the headline was Ben Roethlisberger probably isn't transitioning to a career as a motivational speaker after he retires. <laughs> he said, I don't know if you saw this. No. <laughs> he said, we're probably 20 point underdogs and we're going to the number one team. I know they're not the number one seed, but they're the number one team that's won the AFC the last two years. Arguably the best team in football. We don't have a chance. So let's just go in and have some
1: fun. What?
0: <laughs> that's what he said.
1: Okay, that's the intro.
0: That quote's <laughs> the intro. Okay.
1: I had a different that's- one lined up, but that's <laughs> that's taking okay. that quote. That's the intro, brother. All
0: right. Yeah. But that I mean I was telling somebody, somebody randomly texted me about, you know, right when the seeds came out and, you know, Pittsburgh's going to Kansas city and they texted me, this game's going to be an absolute blowout, right? From the second I heard that Pittsburgh was going to Kansas city and I hate big Ben and I hate the Steelers. I thought to myself, this game has blowout written all over it and it's not going to happen. I feel like this is going to be, like, an embarrassingly close game for the Chiefs. Like, the the they did power rankings for the playoff teams, and Pittsburgh was in last behind Philadelphia. Rightfully so. But if you think about it, like you, like you said, all that needs to happen on Pittsburgh is Big Ben to play, like, an average game, and they're good.
1: Like, that's literally it. Yeah, one average game, and you're probably going to win the game.
0: Yeah, their offensive line is so terrible, but if Ben... If Ben can find like receivers in a timely manner and throw to the right guys and like hit guys, they win. Like that's the thing. They they could literally win against anyone. That defense is really good. Hell TJ Watt tied the sack record this year and he missed three games. I mean, they got they get pressure on the quarterback. They have a good secondary. And so, then Big Ben has targets galore. So you're and you're, they have
1: you're telling me Najee Harris. You're telling me that you're more confident that the Pittsburgh Steelers could beat the Kansas City Chiefs than Big Ben is. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. <laughs> okay. He said they're 20-point underdogs. <laughs> they're
0: not even close. But, yes, I for for whatever reason, and I'll go on record and say this on, on the show, and if I'm wrong, I will love it. Trust me. I will love every second of it. But I think this Pittsburgh game with the Chiefs is going to be very close, and it's going to be agonizing for the Chiefs. Wow. Wow. it's, it's, It's one of those, like you just said, Melissa feelings. It's one of those gut feelings that I have, and I don't know why. I can't explain it because they have looked so terrible. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. The Ravens should have won that game. Which, by the way, if the Ravens won that game, the Colts would be in the playoffs because the Patriots lost. So I'm sorry. I
1: don't want to talk about that anymore.
0: But yeah, I'm I'm past it to The Ravens. I, I was looking at something today. The Ravens week 12 were eight and three in the number one seed in the AFC, and they lost out from that point. They lost out. Lamar Jackson's the fraud. They lost their like They lost their like six games. He, he did not even play the last five weeks. <sighs> Okay. How could you say that? <laughs>
1: just, just I just but yeah.
0: I write it down. The Chiefs are going to make uh, the the Steelers are going to make that game super interesting, I feel like.
1: Well, anything else?
0: Uh we we uh we did a little little tidbit on uh, Tom Brady. I I took a picture of this too cuz at age 44 Tom Brady has set career
1: highs. that's right.
0: Career highs in, this year, in yards. He actually set the all-time record for completions in the history of the NFL. So, obviously, that's a personal career high. First downs and game-winning drives. Can you believe that? And he threw 43 touchdowns, and he's only done that... One other time, obviously when he set the record, but at age 44, he set four personal career highs and broken an all time record. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: I think I saw. I didn't fact check it. Um, something about um, stats in his 40s versus stats in his 20s. Did yeah, you
0: yeah, I mentioned that last year. Okay, or last last show he has. Yeah, yeah. That was he wild. has better stats in his 40s than his 20s. Yeah,
1: yeah that's completely insane. Completely insane.
0: Yeah that that is, that is wild. Well, who's your Super Bowl pick? Who do you think's gonna win?
1: Man, let's save it.
0: Just let's, real quick, I just wanted to. Okay, you don't want to save it. We can save it for next week. No, no, no. We could save it for next week. Because because yeah. we'll be past the wild card round. We'll be down to what eight eight total yeah. teams. Yeah, we'll be so, down yeah, to a, that's fine.
1: Yep, let's see for next week.
0: I'll be rooting, I will be rooting, I'll just let you know this too, ahead of time, uh, two weeks ahead of time, if the Titans... No. If the Titans win their first game and go to the AFC Championship game, I will be there. Oh, I want to throw up. My brother is a big Titans fan and he lives down in Tennessee. And, you know, so here's the scenario. If the Chiefs... And Bills both win, the Titans get to host the winner of the Bengals Raiders game. I would think they can handle that, wouldn't you?
1: They can't handle the Raider the, the Bengals. No. No.
0: You don't think so? Not no. with Derrick Henry back? No. Derrick Henry's full
1: participant. Jelly Burrow can smoke cigars in the locker room, brother. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. We don't have to be done. Are you done? Uh, yeah, that's fine. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast.
0: Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL
1: and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay up. in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three, three.